You hear that? I mean, I do, but what is it? It's the sound of our draft sleepers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's finally time for a draft episode? Okay, I think stopped. we might get in some draft <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we might get into dra- some, uh, some draft sleepers today, but first we're going to talk about the latest NFL news. Yeah, free agency, you know, is kind of wrapping up, but we still got a few big deals that mm-hmm. we just missed on last week. As usual, comes out right after our podcast. It happens every week. Yep. Uh, also, just a note for the listeners, our podcast is now going to be releasing every Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Schedule changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to start it off, uh, we missed this. Um, Tyree Kill was traded. I'm not sure if you guys heard. Uh, did, did you hear I about that? I definitely did. Uh, I didn't, yeah. Okay, well, Chiefs fan, uh, Tyreek Hill yeah. was traded. <laughs> no chance. Yep. And uh, he was traded for uh, a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. Yeah. Initial takeaways, what do you think? Good deal? I mean, listen, from an emotional standpoint, it sucks to have one <laughs> of my favorite players, like, probably chief ever get traded he did so much for our offense for so long he's so explosive he would have easily passed uh the franchise receiving record if he had kept playing it would have taken maybe two more years uh but we tried to pay we didn't want to pay enough and he wanted to be gone so this is a logistical move and mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with they got it. a haul I, I don't have it a problem insane. with the draft compensation we got back yeah yeah i mean four year 120 million dollar deal with a $25 million signing bonus and $72 million that guaranteed. That's ridiculous. That is a lot of That money. is, I, I don't think any team should be paying a receiver that. So, honestly, honestly, a dub. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I trust the front office. The front office has shown they can draft a good amount of positions well, except, unfortunately, <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to, you know, just going to put this in Brett Veach's hands and hope we get us a nice nice mm-hmm. receiver in the yeah. But they the have draft. signed... Um, We've yeah, Mark Valdez scaling and Juju Smith Schuster. So it's not like the the past no, I mean, on the team are It's basically poverty. the same as Tyree Kill at this point. Ju- no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But it's not bad no, by any means. Juju's a great slot option. I think as long as he's not used as a number one, we don't expect number one numbers. He'll live up to expectations on a three million dollar contract. Yeah, Valdez Scantling's here to stretch the field. Yep. I think mm-hmm. he'll do a good job. Yeah, of that, as he always. Travis does. Kelsey will do Travis Kelsey things. Hopefully, mm-hmm. well, fall if they off can just add yeah. one more piece in the draft. I think they have a really nice stable. Or they need a receiver to beat man coverage on third down, or that's able to make contested catches down the field. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they run the football. <laughs> no way. No Andy way. Reed running the maybe football. Maybe that's how they could fill it. They did sign Ronald Jones. Maybe it's going to be they ground did. and pound this year. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Mahomes throwing it 12 to 14 times a game. Said they're going to get. They're going to give him every chance to be the lead back in the offense. Are they really? Yeah. Interesting. They're giving up on Clyde this early, huh? That's fine by me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I He's would. He's not great. Three years of <laughs> meh and injuries. Yep, uh, you're not wrong. No, but, I mean, should we talk about this from a Dolphins standpoint? Because mm-hmm. the Dolphins are set up to run what looks like the offense of the mid-2000 Suns with, awesome. with Steve Nash. <laughs> it is Tua, Tua is now Steve Nash. Distribute the ball to your playmakers at breakneck pace and hope to score a ton of points. Yep. Miami. If they aren't bro- averaging 28 a game, that's embarrassing. Because They got, have so much speed. Oh Edmonds and Mostert in the backfield, Hill and Waddle out wide. Probably, I mean, you got probably three of the five fastest players in the NFL right there. You literally that's only ridiculous. need those two receivers because you what? You run a three-receiver set with Gasicki, Waddle, Hill, then you put Mostert and Edmonds in the backfield. You can Woo! do so much with that if you're Mike McDaniel. Yeah, Mike McDaniel is probably very excited for the – for everything other than the fact that he has to have Tua as his quarterback. Dolphins fans should be excited for that offense. Because at, the at the very worst this year, you underperform, realize Tua and sucks, and you better yeah. get a new quarterback. It's, it's a win-win situation. I don't know who that term. new quarterback's going to be. Who? Jimmy. 
Jimmy. <laughs> if Tua doesn't work Jimmy. out, tell me right now, McDaniel's not going to go out and bring in Jimmy if Tua doesn't no work way. out. Oh, God. <laughs> he can navigate that offense. You were ridiculous. Well, bringing up Jimmy's signal, it's time for us to move on from this segment. <laughs> so, yep. speaking of moving on, Bruce Arians moved on from being a head coach today. How about that? that? Yeah, that was uh, pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways. He's one red faced tantrum away from having a heart attack, so I think it's a good move. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they let their defensive minded Todd Bowles take over as head coach. Finally. Yeah, yeah he, he deserves it. He gets a, a second coach. shot. Yeah, I think he's a pretty damn good coach. I don't have much to take away from what he did in New York, but. With what he had, I think he did a solid yeah. job. But like, yeah. like you said, I don't have much to take away He's from it. He's a great DC. Excited to we'll see. see how he is as head coach. Um, but yeah, Bruce Arians in his tenure with Tampa started off seven and nine, eleven and five, and thirteen and four. He won a Super Bowl there, so. Good job to him, I guess. I'll yeah. say he's he's not the best head coach, you know. No, he he's had, not a Hall he, of Fame head coach. He had Tom Brady. I don't think anyone's ever said that. I know, but I'm just making. I'm just establishing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. no, no chance. Well, we're talking about his career. What he has done is he did bring a pretty effective offense to Tampa that has prolonged Tom Brady's career and made his arm look much more live than it ever did in his last two, three years in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he certainly looked better the last couple of years than he yeah. did in 2019 yeah. New England. I won't take it away from Bruce Arians. He's a damn good offensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. He's just not a great head coach. Yeah. But but he was able to sign Tom Brady, c- complete a nice roster, mm-hmm. and he won a Super Bowl off that. So hats off to you. Enjoy retirement. Enjoy the front office. What do you think this does for uh, Tampa Bay? Nothing. <laughs> do you think <laughs> their offensive scheme changes at all? No. If they still have Byron Leftwich calling plays. Fair. Yeah. yeah. It, sh- it should be pretty similar. Yeah. It may get creative. Mm-hmm. may get more creative, yeah. Bulls and still even shorter passes? Even shorter. That, that might be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> they sent Godwin think, five yards behind the line I to mean, catch like, the passes. You know they now that's throw. innovative. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now we got um, uh, the overtime rule change this week. It happened. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We knew it was going to happen. Do we spend time on this? Not really, but okay. all I'll say is good. Yeah, yeah, good for the playoffs. Well, only in the playoffs, which I think is reasonable. In the NFL and the games, it is what it is. But in the playoffs, both teams yeah, should the ball. Because just like the Bills this year, a lot of teams did get screwed out of what should have been a possession for them on offense. So I think in playoff games, you kind of need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's nothing to be too excited about. This is what the rule should have been. Yeah. But I'm glad that it is this And now. I can't wait to see what ways fans find a complaint about this rule <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But you know what? It is nice to see that the NFL does listen to back Backlash that comes well, from fans. Well, after like, about another... five years, but like of complaining about this rule. But like one big thing happened in a playoff game, and they made the change. I mean, you well, think about you compare it to maybe some other mm. leagues like MLB that uh, <laughs> don't really like to uh, listen to their fans very often. <laughs> a Rob Manfred slander segment of this podcast. <laughs> Would be incredible. Unfortunately, it'd probably go away from what we're talking about. Maybe we make a separate Rob Manfred slander <laughs> episode just for me and you, right? <laughs> that man is an God. awful commissioner. All right. Well, now I think we have what we we've we wrapped came... up our NFL talk. Yeah. To, so let's go to Great the college NFL game. off season. The mm-hmm. draft is coming. It's almost April. Mm-hmm. Less than a month until draft time. We're and preparing we... our mock for you guys every day. Yeah. We've done a good amount of scouting, more than we'd like to admit. Too much free time, but. <laughs> We've come up with a list of sleepers for most of the positions in this draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, some positions are more stacked than others, like quarterback. I mean, we really had to dip in for some, like some of these positions. But yep. I say, what, we get right into it? Yep, let's get right into it. You want to start, start us off with the quarterback? Quarterback. Okay, so as I just said, the quarterback class this year is weak. 
if there's a quarterback you've heard of going in the first round, second round, that's the class. Like, other than that, like, we have quarterback being drafted in the late second round, like maybe Carson Strong. The rest of these guys should be going undrafted. Yes. So, my guy I picked was just the guy who I think has the most physical tools out of any of these guys. Yeah. And that is uh, Cole Kelly out of southeastern Louisiana. Oh, yeah? Which is somehow a D1 school. Yeah. Really? Now, I, I haven't heard of yeah. it, but... Happy to hear uh, about him. He is 6'7", 260 pounds, which is simply a build I don't think I've ever heard Are of. Are you sure that doesn't effect. say D-tackle? Uh, he would be a pretty damn good D-tackle. <laughs> Future tight end? Future tight end, cool kill. That, honestly, that might be a better take than my Desmond Ritter tight end one. <laughs> Anyways, tell us but, more uh, about this guy. So, he's the FCS Heisman winner award, which is called the Walter Payton Trophy. You, many of you might have heard Cooper Cup winning that as well. Uh, he completed 73% of his passes for 5,000 yards, 43 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions, while also running for around 500 and, like, 14 more touchdowns. It's pretty impressive yeah. at the weight of 260. That, exactly, yeah. He's a powerful runner. He's mobile for how big he is. <laughs> Obviously has an incredibly live arm. And the only reason most people know about him is because originally he was a four-star recruit at a high school, went to Arkansas, was actually terrible at Arkansas, <laughs> while Arkansas was pretty terrible. In his freshman year, they went, like, 2-10, and 10, so he transferred. It'll be pretty old around draft time. Hey, you know what they say. The only thing harder to play in than the NFL is the SEC. <laughs> it just means more. Yep, just means more down there. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Replace Vanderbilt with southeastern Louisiana. I think we've got a conference. Yep, hey, I, I Vanderbilt is coming back. Are they? Are they? New logo. Yeah, That's we'll... true. That new logo is fire. Logo does equate to how good of a football team they They somehow are, took obviously. a bland logo and made it even more beige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a beige football logo. Yeah. Thanks, Purdue. That just says our best season in history is like 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl? Are you disrespecting the Alamo Bowl? It I... takes a lot of hard work, determination, and effort to play yeah, an Alamo Bowl. Only great teams And two losses to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... We gave you Cole Kelly. Again, this is probably a guy that's not going to get drafted. Maybe a 6th, 7th round flyer. But the athletic traits are there for this guy to be. like a Quite a deep dive. Quite a deep dive, yeah. You we... really snoozed on that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to move on to running backs? All right. Or are we going to keep hearing your dumb jokes? Uh, I'll come up with a couple more, but as should, for now, move on to backs. On to running backs. Should we throw in some more snoring for effect? <laughs> you go ahead. And, you, you keep snoring while I read off this next player's name. <laughs> <laughs> so a more recognizable name for running back because it's actually a relatively deep running back class is uh james cook out of georgia younger <gasps> brother of dalvin obviously i know that guy you know that guy yeah what do you do uh he runs footballs and he runs awfully straightforward yeah yeah just like his just brother like dalvin yep oh it runs in the family. Yeah. I guess so. Uh -huh. ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm on fire today. Anyways, James Cook is a 5'11", 190-pound back who ran for uh, 728 yards. Averaged like 6.5 yards a carry. It's impressive. Caught 27 passes. That is where he's really going to shine in the NFL is his receiving ability. Because he's just... There's a place for that in the NFL. There is now, obviously, yeah, now. 
But with his size only being 190 pounds, he's just not going to be able to take like the full workload of a three-down back in the NFL, unfortunately. No, but maybe I mean, he didn't even do it in college. You, yeah, you exactly. pair him with like a Derrick Henry or something, he'll be productive. Well, yeah, Although, I was going to say, as a third-down back, he's going to yeah, thrive. Send him, send him to a team to catch passes and you know have four Watch carries it. a game. I could, I could give you the lazy comparison if he looks like his brother when he plays, but honestly, he looks more like a Chase Edmonds to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think he holds yeah, that role for a few years. To have. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I also, agree. he's not... I mean... He wasn't carrying a full workload in college, which is a good thing in terms of fatigue. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's true. If your team drafts James Cook in the fourth, fifth round, and be you're content. looking for a receiving back, you should be you should be pretty excited. Yeah, but you should also a be a little lot. disappointed that your team drafted a running back oh in the fifth God. round. It's okay, it's okay 49ers round, fan. Man. Yeah, it's, okay. it's gonna be okay. Ah, oh, jeez. Well, we're going to move on to some more pass catchers this time in the form of a receiver. Oh, all now, right. Now, this receiver class is probably one of the better ones in recent years, although it has been an actual tear of receiver classes. Uh, so, not really a deep dive here. A lot of people probably know the name David Bell, receiver out of Purdue. He's known six, beige logo. Known beige logo. Yeah. Yep, known boilermaker. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, David Bell plays like like a like beige. Yeah. He has a very bland receiving style, but damn it if he doesn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. 6'2", 205, he's not a great athlete, but he's the prototype number two receiver. He just gets open. He makes good contested catches. He's got great body control. My favorite thing about him is that he shows up when it matters most. When Purdue upset a... Uh, Number two Iowa this year, as Purdue does on a year-to-year basis. Yeah. David Bell came up big with 11 catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shows up when it matters most. He's just he has good hands. He has some rack ability. Yep. He's gonna be a solid number two receiver for the next seven, eight years in the NFL. And my scouting of this guy when I read that he has shades of James Jones couldn't be better. I completely agree. No I James see Jones enthusiast. I love James Jones and I love David Bell. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for that endorsement. I think, I think yep. you guys are missing out on the most important part, though. Yeah? Yeah. He is teammates with one of the greatest friends of the pot. Yeah? Carl yeah. Loftus. Carl Loftus? <laughs> well, we'll get into that more during draft season, but we hate Carl Loftus. We do hate Carl Loftus. Speak for yourself. Oh. <laughs> Packers trade up take Carl Loftus? I've already accepted it. No, you haven't. I was told 30 minutes before this podcast was recorded that Caden... And I quote, would scream and throw his phone at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to watch that. Can we watch Me the too. draft together? We can watch the draft together. Yes! All right, whatever. All, All right. right, take us into tight ends. Take us into tight ends. Well, this tight end class sucks, as most of them usually do. So yeah. I'm just going to give What's you... What's a good tight end class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you my top ranked tight end instead of a sleeper. For most people, it's, it's Trey McBride. And I, I am most people. I think Trey McBride plays exactly like Travis Kelsey does, honestly, when you watch him. He's 6'4", he's 260. He had 91 catches last year for 1,000 yards, somehow only one touchdown. But oh, that's God, he's the next Julio Jones. Well, that's because of how bad Colorado State's <laughs> offense was. He actually yeah. accounted for 37% of their passing yards. That's a ridiculous target yeah. share. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, is, that's yeah. insane. Their, yeah. their, their quarterback was awful when I tried to watch McBride's tape. It was McBride or it was thrown away, an interception or a sack, honestly. Mm-hmm. He is damn good athlete. He's got strong hands. He's a good route runner. He's an average enough blocker. He's he's going to be a solid tight end as a number as a round two, round three selection. Uh, there's not much more to say about this yeah, class. I'm, I'm excited to see him play at the next there's level. There's some insane upside in this tight end class that I feel like we'll get into like more. Jelani we Woods. all love Jelani Woods. Yeah. We, we talk about him constantly. We, I am we really do. excited to see Jelani Woods play. I mean, the dude has a monster frame. He's it, 
He's he's good at everything. It's quite odd that most days in non-podcast-related conversations, we bring up Jelani Woods at least twice. <laughs> I take him in every mock draft I do on PFF. Yeah, we know I, you do. I love Jelani. As the Packers will never draft him. No, but I'm going to enjoy him when he inevitably goes to the Patriots. Shall we move on to defense? Sure. Should I start us off with our uh, secondary sleeper? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go secondary first. All right. The reason I say secondary is because some places this man is listed as a corner, but I think his best fits is, is as a safety, and I think NFL teams well, agree too. Safety or slot corner, I think this man could thrive at. Outside, yes. he is simply too small. Yes. Anyways, we have Mr. Jalen Petrie. Indeed. Safety out of Baylor. Uh, with an overall PFF grade of 88.6. Uh, and I I like what this guy has to offer. I think I agree with what Mason said about potentially being a slot corner with last year. If you look at his 2021 snaps, they're pretty interesting because he had 601 in the slot. Yeah, there you go. 153 on the D-line and 122 in the box with only, with only 19 of them in the traditional boundary corner position. So yeah. if you draft this player, you are not getting a, you're not getting a corner. Yeah. You are getting... A safety slot corner hybrid who can play the run super well, as shown by his 92.7 PFF run defense grade. And he's also pretty good in coverage with, um, he's just quick in space, and I think he's going to be good. I feel like I should clarify what the D-line snaps mean for everybody, because we know, yeah. obviously, so when your corner has, like, D-line snaps like that, obviously he's not rushing the passer against an offensive lineman. <laughs> he's just brought down along the D-line to be a weak side helper in run support or to blitz the quarterback. Like, he yes. is always free off that. And, just and that fits the bill with his... Having over 150 snaps on the D-line as a cornerback just means this guy can literally do everything. Blitz which... boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that caught me but off guard. Better, better, better in coverage. Way better in coverage. Way better in coverage. And don't be surprised if he's within the top 40 selections come yeah. draft day. He if he goes in the first some... round, I wouldn't be surprised. No, he's a good player. He's probably my number, number two, number three safety. Mm -hmm. Really depends on what you think. Yeah. yeah, if the Packers hadn't re-signed Rasul Douglas, I probably would have wanted to draft him, honestly. Just yeah. get another corner in the room, and, I mean, we could have used a slot corner. Any so. defensive coordinator will love this guy, because you can use him in so many reasons. Mm -hmm. the secondary players who can move around is the most valuable player to In today's defense. NFL, with how prevalent the slot is, it's actually crucial that you have a corner or a safety that can come in and shut down these slot receivers. It truly is. Mm -hmm. right, so moving moving downward in the defense, we want to go linebacker next, though? Yeah, we'll go linebacker next. Okay, this might be my favorite player in the whole draft. Uh, I feel like a good amount of people have heard about him, a good amount of people haven't. And it's because he played, obviously, FCS uh, D1 football as well. It's uh, Troy Anderson out of Montana State. He's 6'4", 235 pounds. He's only started one year at linebacker. And you want to know why he's only started one year at linebacker? Tell me, Mason. Because two years ago, this guy won the FCS Heisman Award that I've mentioned earlier for Cole Kelly. Yeah. And was an All-American at quarterback. No He played way. quarterback, led his team to the FCS playoffs, ran for 1,400 yards <laughs> and 21 touchdowns as what? a quarterback. See, that's, just, that's now, so bizarre. Because yeah. when you see a position transfer, generally it's like, Quarterback to tight end, quarterback to receiver. No, he flips you know. sides of the ball. That's insane. Yeah, you you, you never do that. You don't no. go quarterback to linebacker. That's awesome. He flipped I, quarterback right? to linebacker and was an all-American at linebacker. He had over a hundred tackles and a couple of picks. 
this dude is athleticism defined. Like, and I'm I'm assuming he's a pretty raw talent. As yeah, well. exactly. I mean, he has he's splitting time on both ends of yeah, the ball. He has so much more development left to go. Yeah. His that, ceiling what, is untapped. That's just what I was saying to Mason earlier. Is that like when you have a player like that who's only started at a position for a year? Like, just think about how good he was his first year and how much left he has to learn. Like when you get him in an NFL weight room with NFL playbooks and coaches, like this guy's gonna elevate. I'm really excited to see where he goes, because if he goes to somewhere with a good linebacker coach or just a general good history of developing linebackers, like, I think he's going to be an all-pro. With athleticism like this guy shows, like, the sky the sky is the limit for a linebacker like that. All right. However, the teams that generate consistently great linebacker play are unfortunately few and far between in the NFL. Yes. So it really is just a dart throw that I think will probably happen in the third, fourth round just because he is coming from an FCS school. Yeah. But, but again, best of luck to this guy. Excited Sounds to see awesome. this guy play. Yeah, He's one of my he favorites. Somewhere that can actually develop him. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to edge rusher. We've got a pure, pure pass rusher out of Oklahoma in the form of Nick Benito. He's 6'3", he's 240, and my God, he does not defend the run. But <laughs> he, is, he has a second-round value for most scouts just because of his ability to rush the passer. Now, pass rush win rate is honestly one of the better ways to calculate how I good a defensive agree. lineman is actually at rushing Sacks the passer. Sacks don't always tell the whole story. No. And uh, an average pass rush win rate this year for a defensive lineman, like the 50th percentile, I believe, was somewhere around the 15 to 16 percent range. Now, Benito has almost doubled that. He is at 29 percent pass rush win rate. So the dude almost wins a third of the time he rushes the quarterback. Hey, if your team that needs is an a third down number. edge rusher, take him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He is a pure... Uh, pass rush down only guy, but he could be so valuable in that role that I think it's worth a second round selection if you're just lacking pass rush that much. Yeah. In the second round, this guy should go to the Falcons because the Falcons have no pass rush. Yeah, that'd be a great pick for them. I yeah. totally agree with that take. But like Falcon I said, slander. maybe he could put on weight and maybe he could be a decent run defender. You never know. He goes to, a, t- goes to a team with a good linebacker, edge rusher, linebacker's coach, then. He- he wins with his quickness more than his length, mm-hmm. is what I've seen, and so I don't really that doesn't really translate to run defense for me. You kind of no. need to be a lengthy defensive end to be able to play the run effectively. But regardless, elite pass rusher, probably going to go somewhere on day two, and I think he's going to make a pretty immediate impact. And then our last player, we're going to go to interior D lineman, mm-hmm. and this is one we of my got... favorite guys in the draft as well. We got Logan Hall out of Houston. Oh yeah, I take him constantly in mocks. He is a. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorites. He's a 6'6", 260-pound interior lineman. Hard he, not to like that. He's he's a, he's kind of a tweener. Houston has produced a couple of these guys in the past few years now. If you remember, Peyton Turner went late mm-hmm. first round of the Saints last year. Yeah. Logan Hall is kind of that same build where you can play him in between the tackle and guard or outside the tackle shaded, even standing up if you want. Mm-hmm. He's got an ab- absolute massive wingspan. He's got giant arms. He's really good at playing the run. He's got a variety of pass rush moves. Uh, more suited for a 3-4 than a 4-3, in my opinion. 3-4 defensive end is probably where you can put him and just let him work. But you can probably move him around the entire defensive line. Yeah, I re- a, fr- a frame and athleticism build like that, you, like you can move this guy around. The only problem is you kind of got to protect him a little bit in run defense because, like I said, he is a tweener for an interior D lineman. But yes. the pass rush upside with a guy like this, I think, is just too good to pass up almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to see where he goes as well because I love defensive linemen that can just are just versatile. Yeah. I think it makes a defensive coordinator's life a whole lot easier. It makes the offense's life a whole lot harder. For sure. All right, well. That about wraps up our sleepers. That wraps up our sleepers, yeah. Which is... (sighs) Thank you, Ryan. 
appreciate you. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're wa- watching the draft this year, watch out for those names and uh, think about us. Or don't. Or, or don't. I can't we make don't. you do anything. Yeah, we don't True. really care. We can't make you do anything. But when they're all pros, who told you first? But we, we can did. But if they're not... Forget this ever happened. Yeah, we didn't say shit to you people. <laughs> yep, that's true. Well, we've but, got a got a good list of NFL free agents remaining. If you yeah, guys feel like draft talking is, about that, the draft is not the only way to add to the teams. What? Yeah. You get this. There's also this thing called free agents. We've got a full retirement. There's a lot home of veterans left. left. Yeah, a whole retirement home. But we what got about guys that are 30, 31, 30, <laughs> 32, end of their life already? Yeah, Jesus. I know. Jesus. Midlife crisis of fifteen. Yeah, anyways, oh so we <laughs> we had a. There's just a lot of guys left, and I, I feel like it, it's not talked about, but free agency is not over. Go down the list. Uh, we got we got Tyran Matthew. Obviously. S- still pretty good. Versatile safety, deep, good in coverage. I mean, I watched all the games last year. He's fallen off as a run defender, but if you need someone who can just kind of play everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's still good. I For the right price, Tyron Matthew's a he good addition to the defense. can up your baby ratio on your team as well. Unfortunately, True. he's a hard player to root for because <laughs> yeah. of that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we also got Odell Here's a pl- on the market. Here's an easy player to root for. I hope yeah, Odell gets. I, I hope Odell comes I hope back he goes healthy. Yeah. And can yeah. play well. I mean, the only issue right now is we don't know when he comes back. But that is the problem. Yeah. I, I hope he gets a chance on a on a team that's in win now mode, like like a Green Bay or Kansas City, something like that, where he can just go in with a good quarterback and put up numbers. Yeah, although I don't know if he necessarily needs that. He did just get a ring. So yeah, yeah, but why not get more? I yeah. think Odell, Odell is probably going to be more of a slow burn free agency signing more than it already has I, been. Yeah, I feel like he signs in training. I just think because of what he probably wants money wise versus how teams just don't know when he's going to be back. Teams want to see him so wish wash right now. First, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then what we got? I mean, Jadavian Clowney's still available, which. If you're in need of a run-stopping defensive end, you want Jadavion Clowney. Mm-hmm. He's only 29. What I was talking about earlier with defensive ends who stop the run with their length, that's, that's Clowney, just Clowney and their athleticism. Yeah. And whatever sack production you get with Clowney is just a nice toss-in. Like mm-hmm. I, he He's not an elite defensive lineman, but he's an elite run defender at the position. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for the right price, it'll probably be another one-year deal for him. He'll probably go to a contender, and he'll help that contender out immediately. Future Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <sighs> oh, God. Stop saying these things to me. <laughs> uh, to stay on the topic of defense, we also have two legends, Bobby Wagner and Stephon Gilmore, hmm. who are yeah. both free agents still. Sad to see these guys still available. I was surprised to see Bobby available this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was necessarily surprised to see him available i'm just a no. little surprised to see him on the free agent market uh well yeah, i think he would have gotten picked up sooner i do think traded i do think it's matter. a money issue i believe well, i read today he's expecting around 11 million per year and i just don't i, I mean, don't think teams want to pay a 32 year old that i yeah, exactly and but, i mean at this point in bobby's career i think he's a he's a good run stopping defensive lineman who's now gone from great to about average in coverage which again is probably better than 75% of the league can say for their linebackers, but mm-hmm. $11 million is a steep price to pay for a position and not a lot of teams value anymore. Yeah. And then Gilmore, I'm surprised Gilmore's available, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah he's well. still a good corner, and he, he got, there's a, like, teams need corners. He got dealt to the Panthers for the Patriots from with, for nothing, for like a sixth-round pick, and then proceeded to still just put up solid coverage grades for the Panthers all season. Mm-hmm. He had over 75 in both man and zone. Yeah, I really don't get why he's still available. If you play press man coverage a lot on defense, just sign Stephon Gilmore already. Yeah, yeah I'm talking to my own team. <laughs> God. Yep. <laughs> you need corner help, do it. Yeah. 
Uh, we also have Trey Flowers still on the market at 29. I don't mm-hmm. think he's quite the level of these other guys, but I Future mean, future Patriot. Yeah, oh, again, God, totally. He's literally just the, the same thing the Patriots defense has been for the past 15 years where the players leave, they suck, and now they're going to come, he's going to come back and be like a <laughs> seven, eight sack guy. Because yep. he got big money from the Lions, never produced, never stayed healthy. Him and Jamie Collins. <laughs> The, back when the Lions were in their phase of trying to become the Patriots. Yeah, Matt Patricia. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite. I love Matt Patricia. Yep. We yeah. also had a surprise release to me, actually, J.C. Treader, but he's still available. Brown's right center. clearing money for the Deshaun trade at the time. We didn't realize it, but J.C. Treader is like, a, he's, he's a top five center in the league. He's just sitting in the market. His grades, he is. Yeah, how has he not been He was the number yet? one graded center in football last year, if you don't count Creed Humphrey. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even like yeah. he's falling off or anything. Like, he's still just very he's good. He's still just, yeah, great in both phases of the game, and I doubt he's demanding a ton of money. Centers yeah, don't get not. a ton of money, and he's already 31. Yeah, I think there's so many. Teams knowing Arlick, he'll issues. sign a big deal right after we finish recording this. Oh yeah, yeah. And then now we're kind of diving into the guys who are a little more up there in, in age. age yeah. uh, we got Julio Jones, one of my favorite players ever, I but he's Julio. 33, plagued with injuries now. You want him? I okay. <laughs> he is like you a, want a, a shell of himself, deal. but. It's hard not to want Julio Jones. You get what I'm saying here? It really does hurt my heart because there's so many great Julio performances I remember. remember watching him put up 300 yards for my fantasy team on the Panthers for that That's 296 fa- to you. It was 296? I want to say 296. I thought he went over 300. Or was it the 305 one? Am it I thinking 305 of someone else? One, All right, yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much great Julio out there that it's mm-hmm. really sad to see that he just with Tennessee kind of became a shell. He didn't look like a great receiver when he was out there. No. He was hurt for so much of the season. Already 33 years old, he's gonna land with somebody eventually. But I think we've seen the last of you know his prime. Julio, yeah, well, yeah. his prime's gone. But this is yes. kind of just what happens with receivers. I mean, yeah. once they fall off, like there there really isn't any comeback after that. Yeah. And then we also had uh, his old uh, rival, in in a way, from the 2010s decade. Uh, Antonio Brown's still a free agent. Yep. You guys think he signed somewhere? No. Or no? God, no. There's no. An, if if any team signs him at this point, they're just begging for some sort of it. Like I don't yeah, get why I, I you don't. would even. Unfortunately, not only did Antonio Brown do what he did against the Jets, he then tried to say that the Bucks organization was the reason that he did that when. Every claim he made was proved to be false about his injury, about what they tried to make him do. Every single thing he posted was proved absolutely positively false, whether it was the dating of the images he got, what Bruce Arians tried to say to him. I mean, I loved Antonio Brown with the Steelers. Uh, One of the best receivers of this decade. Definitely a Hall of Fame talent in my eyes. His career is over because of what he did emotionally, yeah. mentally, mm-hmm. not because of his play. Yeah, he's still yeah. pretty good, actually. But he, he but. is done. Antonio Brown is done. I mean, like, especially when you look at now what he did to, like, when you bring him in, now he's a threat to your actual organization. Like, he literally tried to bring the Bucks down with him yeah. when he went out. Yeah, like, no, no GM wants that. No. <laughs> it's an unfortunate situation for one of the best receivers I've ever seen, but... yeah. Yeah, but it's what it is, I guess. Shit happens, did it to yourself, yeah. But that's about, I'd say, the remaining crop of free agents. A um, lot of, lot of, lot of value left, but a lot also of value. a lot, a lot of good, age. Yeah, a lot of age, a lot yeah. of value. I, I guarantee half the guys we just named are gonna have great seasons next year. Agreed. JC Treader. JC Treader. Anyways, I guess to to wrap up the episode, we did get a question from a fan this week. Oh, we did. We did. I'm surprised uh, we kept this up. Uh, we, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, right, this week's it. fan question was from a known friend of the pod. 
Clayton? Uh. <laughs> no, he asked something wholesome this time, okay. guys. He asked, he wanted to know how the three of us met. How cute. Oh, oh. well, should should I? Yeah, why don't I you... guess I was technically... You were the instigator. The instigator. It's, not, it's not the insane story you're waiting it's, for. It's not anything too crazy, not. but it's fitting to it us. Fitting, it was yeah. about two days after moving into the dorms, and I decided that in order to try and go make friends, I was going to go put football on the TV in the lounge. And so I did, and within ten minutes, like ten people were sitting there with me, and these two were two of them. Yep, and then I, I uh, was wanting to make a flag football team. So I asked the group of people sitting there if they wanted to join my flag football team. These two were two of the ones that said yes, and then uh, then eventually became friends, just kind of from that, and started watching football together, and then we were like, huh, let's talk about this and post it online. Yeah. 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 Good so, ideas. Pretty straightforward story, very fitting, as it started with football, now it is football. Mm-hmm. And it will always be football. Yep. That is how it's always <laughs> going to be. But yeah, there's your answer, Clayton, and uh, if you have anyone else have a question this week, be- feel free to send them in. For sure, we'll answer anything, as mm. you've already seen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess that about wraps it. Wraps we'll, it see, up. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, y'all. See ya.